You are now listening to Useless Wooden Noise. All things Irish skateboarding with Ryan and Tony. Alright folks, episode 14, Useless Wooden Noise. Ryan and Tony here. Hello. Yeah, hope this finds you safe and well. We are in the midst of winter we kind of skipped on january everybody's just yeah january's a rough all month like so um we ended up yeah skipping it but here we are the first episode of 2021 full in the middle of winter in the middle of lockdown <laughs> skin not much going on out there like so yeah and that's kind of the premise to this episode really we um we realized there was kind of not much happening because of everything that's going on so um can i say something yeah go for it today is actual groundhog day oh is it <laughs> yeah no way. they were just talking about it on the radio or something today and i was like what like was that an actual thing that happened fuck me it's groundhog day like it's been groundhog yeah. day for a year yeah i think it is yeah i really only like started to know what day it was like the last couple of weeks like there's a there's a TV channel and I don't know what one it is and whenever it's actual Groundhog Day they play Groundhog Day all day in the movie. Oh but here, enough with the cool stories. Yeah, this this January, yeah, it's a pretty rough month and um just with everything going on, like the sort of skate calendars looking pretty empty or yeah, for now anyway. So uh, the premise of this episode really was to try and uh, reach out um, to you know brands, skaters, filmers, photographers, everybody that sort of builds up the scene and sort of find out like what's what's happening, what are the goals for the year ahead, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that later on in the show, uh, along with a rake of other shit. So yeah, it's gonna be a good one. What about you? How are you? Uh, not too bad. Just walked about yeah. in the rain all day today. Went actually went skating yesterday for the first time in like three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, the the spot the sessions for me have been few and far between as well. So I got out there recently. It felt good. It was I think it was the longest gap I haven't skated since I broke my elbow. I've kinda kinda have the fear a wee bit about skating about Belfast and this fucking lockdown crap. Oh, the, yeah, it feels like in Belfast anyway, you know, um don't know what it's like elsewhere, but it definitely feels like it's the first lockdown again almost in some ways where you're hearing like people getting slapped with like fines and shit and it just feels a little bit more um, a little bit more serious this time um, so it is a bit off-putting but you know spring's on the way February's a short month the antidote's on its way hopefully as well <laughs> yeah I just hope I just hope this fucking episode finds everybody safe and well it is pretty crazy out there so um, yeah hope everybody's good yeah boy oh yeah I want to give a couple of wee shout outs here before we get into it so you were saying you know like or we were both saying the sessions have been kind of a bit fewer and farther between the last month or whatever. Yeah. Um, to try and sort of combat that, uh, one of the guys I would skate with quite regularly, Paul McConnell, mind the PMC on on uh, Instagram. He's been um, he started some yoga classes online for targeted two skaters. So I've been doing that for the last couple of weeks with him, along with like a bunch of other skaters. I think there's like. There's a good group on there, you know, like, I don't know how many exactly, but... Uh, when are you doing this? It's currently running, so he, it's kind of, this is the first four weeks he's doing it as kind of a taster, um, like a kind of uh, experiment as such to see what the interest is. But right, I got you. I've found it really good, like, um, 
not skating as much at the minute because of winter and work and all the rest um, and lockdown. Um, it's just been good um, to be like stretching and and working on some shit like when you're not on the board. So he's kind of like, I was. I asked him, they sent me a couple of details on it so I could explain it to people in case they wanted to get involved. Yeah, yeah. Because he's going he's gonna to do it again and he was sort of saying that it was kind of, he's targeting areas of the body that are kind of more, uh, you know, kind of skate skate risk areas or areas of the body you know like the hips and the knees and stuff like that and a lot of work on the back um, balance and um, like core stability as well so it doesn't feel like when we're doing it it doesn't feel like an actual like yoga session and stuff as such you know it's like just kind of stretching like yeah it's kind of like when you warm you see people warming up before a skate but a little bit more in depth and yeah stuff. yeah and, yeah, it's been cool. So shout out Paul for doing that. I think it's been really great. And I think he's going to do some more. So if anybody um, wants to get in on that, yeah, look him up on Instagram, mind the PMC. I think we I think we shared one of his original posts on the useless wood and noise story. Had you, had, have you, had you ever done a yoga class before? Yeah, yeah, I'd done, I'd done stuff before. And this oh, yeah. is, yeah, this is like not, it's not like full on yoga. Do you know what I mean? It, like, I don't know if, if you know, older older folks who are still skating I don't know if you've had done a yoga class before but it, I mean leaves you feeling like a million bucks afterwards so I mean yeah, it's good. you know seek out any not necessarily Paul but you know anyone that's yeah. that's doing a yoga course but I mean I, I, I'm keen to yeah, get in on the next one like it's really good on it as well it's actually for me personally I don't really like going to gyms and stuff like so because you're doing it on zoom you don't see anybody else so you're just doing it in the comfort of your own sort of house and you can see him and you can see what he's doing and you just copy it you know so and he's talking you through it so it's really good I think it's been it's been awesome Um, and I also want to give another little shout out here before we get into things to uh, young Isaac in Newton Arts I hear he's maybe he's possibly our youngest listener so if you're listening to this, Isaac, how you doing? What's up, Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While Tony's shouting people out, we're going to shout out Jess Byrne as well. Uh, she's got herself on 10 skateboards c- coming out of Berlin. We don't really know too much about it, to be honest. We've just seen the post on Insta. So uh, yeah, It's good to see somebody getting hooked up. Yeah, shout out Jess. All right, before we get into some, uh, into some of the product stuff that's been going on recently let's get into one the first of our useless wooden questions this month you went um first up we've got lena from limerick useless wooden questions what is your name and where are you from hey my name's lena and i'm from limerick um i'm goat milk on instagram if you're looking for me hit me up let's have a chat what's your go-to spot Lately we've been going to the train station a bunch. Um, I started off skating in Lankenet Skate Park but we've migrated upwards for winter. So definitely get down to the train station if you're ever here. Um, it's got the best flat ground in Limerick, a few slappy curbs, nice ledges, what more could you want? What is your go-to trick? I don't really have a go-to trick, I haven't been skating for that long, I'm still trying to figure it out. Maybe a flat ground shelf though, or I learned slappy crooks recently, I don't have them that consistent. So maybe that's a fib. I don't know. Does it have to be flat ground? Who is your favorite current Irish skateboarder? And why, why, why? I feel like the people you skate with every day turn into your favorite skaters. I'm going to say Killian Fitzpatrick. He's super young. He's just after getting on now, but he's got the best style ever. Um, I really enjoy watching him skate. He's got like back 180 nose grinds, back tails, 
and he just yeah he's a little powerhouse for sure give him a follow on instagram if you're not following him already it's killian underscore fits just a little plug there who is your favorite all-time irish skateboarder i can't pick just one um jess Byrne is definitely inspiring me the most right now like that girl deserves way more appreciation she's absolutely killing it every single day dave hurley ireland's most dedicated skater i love watching him skate he's so methodical about his skating you know it's really fun to watch him try a trick Michael McMaster, I really like his style. Keeneads, he's the boss. He's the first person I ever saw skate. I watched his Red Bulls part and it blew my mind and that's how I wanted to start skating. So, yeah, that's a couple. What is your current setup? My current setup? I'm riding a Cloud 825 board. I've got Tensor Trucks, Richter Wheels and Red's Bearings. I'm not very particular about anything. I was riding shape boards for a while though. I really like those. So if you're out there, you're listening to this and you're writing a shape, will you take a picture and send it to me? I just want to see who's writing what, what's out there. Go on, don't be shy. Tell us about your first setup. My first setup wasn't great, but I loved it so much. I had trucks and wheels and I think they came off as Smith's Complete. I went out and bought myself an 8.5 mini logo deck. Or no, it was a 7.5, it was an absolute twig. The first night I set it up, I was so obsessed with it. I took it into my bed and I like hugged it all night. Um, I showed all my friends, no one was that impressed, but I really like that board, yeah. It's kind of sentimental. I don't have the deck anymore though. What's your favourite thing about Irish skating? It might sound like a bit of a cop-out, but I swear to God, everyone is just so lovely. Like, it's the most supportive community I can think of, or at least that I've been a part of. The amount of people I've talked to on Instagram, and they've just been really, really sweet and kind. I've never met them in person, but I feel like I know nearly most of the Irish skate scene at this point. Yeah, for sure it's the support that does it for me anyway. Useless Wooden Nose thanks you for your answers. Any final shoutouts or messages to the Irish skateboard masses? I just want to give a major shout out to the skatebirds. Chloe and Jesse over there are doing such cool things. It's really great to see it. I know you've had them on here already, but go over and give them a follow if you can. It's at Skatebirds Ireland on Instagram. And yeah, that's it for me. Thank you so much for having me. Um, thank you for listening to this, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your podcast. Bye! Useless wooden questions. Nice one. Thanks, Lena. Cheers, Lena. That was, that was pretty good. I, I like that little uh, taking the, her first board to bed with her. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for, yeah, thanks for wishing us well on the rest of this podcast. I feel like we might need a little bit of luck with it. I feel a bit rusty. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Lena's Goat Milk on Instagram if you want to um, get a chat there or go skate, whatever, and send her pictures of shipboards. Last trip down to Limerick, she was jumping off this big fuck-off ledge, <laughs> smash, <laughs> smashing herself into the ground. <laughs> She's uh, mad for it, like. Fast. Yeah, thanks, Lena. Cheers. Right, productos? Hasn't been, hasn't been loads of stuff, I don't think, since we last spoke, but... We've got a couple of things to touch on, definitely, and give a few shout-outs to people who are making things, putting things out there into the world. First up, I noticed um, beach skateboards are talking about hoodies. They were suggesting they might re-up on their on their hoodies and to get in touch with them um, if you were looking them, and they look they look pretty good. So, um, yeah, just a bit of, <laughs> a, bit of pl- a, a plug there. Just, uh, yeah message them guys and get a hoodie yeah and hit their website and check out that little video there it's kind of like the home page if you hit where it says media yeah so other new gear uh six skateboards 
You can check them on the Insta, sick. Two S's underscore skateboards. Uh, they've got a few beanies out here. Let's, let's see. What have we got? We got the full red, golden green, like the Rastaman. And then there's black as well. Beanies and some new colors coming soon. All made locally in Cork. Shake. Support your local businesses. We go. No, no doubt those guys will have fucking some more stuff coming out pretty soon. Yeah, the, uh, a lot of the boys are getting having stuff out all the time. All the time. I see there are a couple of videos on their Instagram as well. And you guys, Team Rider, Big Tom. Our favourite, Killing Time. The Killing Time. <laughs> see, the last time, I wasn't sure. I thought you'd forgot about it and then it came up. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> yeah, tune. I never forget. Yeah, so Killing Time. Killing Time. Recently dropped new hoodies and like sort of sand colour hoodie i can't remember if they've got an actual name for it do they uh yeah they do dublin hoodies in desert sand with the classic logo in black print across the chest boom yeah they look like they, they look i don't know if you if you look at it pretty close it looks like a good quality hoodie 60 bones it says actually there it's their two-year anniversary they've dropped down for their two-year anniversary there's actually a decent bit of footage on here on this little clip with the hoodies too I'm getting sidetracked on every fucking thing here. <laughs> yeah, so kind of a short list this month on the old gear side of things. Um, but no doubt everybody's conjuring up all sorts of stuff to bring out in the next coming months for everyone. So yeah, we got we've got one more here. Um, something a bit closer to home. Oh. I'll let Ryan take care of this one here. Hold on to your hats. So sort of got inspired a little bit by the folk at Basement Skate Shop. They did a fundraiser in the middle, sometime in the middle of last year for charity with a load of t-shirts. So we, Tony and I, put our heads together and thought, what can we do that won't be major, <laughs> too major for useless wooden noise? So we came up with this idea of getting pins made. So we... We got pins of our beautiful logo, nice yellow pin, nice like enamel around the outside and stuff. They're looking sweet. We're gonna be selling these for about, well, six pounds sterling, which works out about 650 euro. Uh, all profits going to charity. They're gonna go to the, what's the food bank called, Tony? The Larder Food Bank. The Larder Food Bank in Belfast. Yeah, we sort of figured, you know, because of the lockdown and shit and people are struggling and, you, you know, you see even food banks struggling. So we thought we'd do our little bit and help them and at the same time put our name out there as well. Yeah, yeah. Something that lasts a little bit longer, really. It's kind of like an extension of the stickers, isn't it? You know, it's a small thing. Um, but yeah, it was, they're super, super fun to to get made and we actually wanted to get them out uh, at the end of last year but production took a little bit longer but they're here now and we're hyped and yeah it's fun to it's fun to make things <laughs> yeah. and hopefully hopefully you like them you know so so uh, we figured our best way of selling these is on our useless with noise instagram so or in the streets or you know I don't know, just send us a message. We've got pins. Yeah, basically, yeah, we're just basically wanting to like remove any unnecessary extra fees on top so we can make a, a decent donation to the to this food bank, you know. Yeah. Um DM us, let us know. We can post them out 
or you know if you're up in Belfast whatever um you can uh, you can meet me and or hippie and um get one in person yeah we're stoked i'm stoked I hope Tony's stoked. <laughs> I am. I definitely am. Because you know I've got like a box of pin badges. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's cool to add one to the collection that's kind of pin uh, home, homegrown. I have a, a disclaimer for pin wearers out there. I wear them all the time. And when you've got them on your jacket or whatever, just make sure you don't rub anything up against them too hard because they can pop out pretty easy. Yeah, Which you can get caught on stuff. Fucking but... annoying whenever you lose it. Yeah. I've lost a yeah, fair that's few. What, that's maybe why you should buy two of these, you know. <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, you know, we've got, I think, how many have we got? We've got like 100 or something? Yeah. So we really want to, we really want to sell all of these. Like, we want to give a donation to the food bank that's like, you know, as a great a donation as we can. So, you know, maybe tell your friends or buy one as a gift. I don't know. Just, uh yeah, this is, and like that's yeah, it's all gonna go back into this charity, and hopefully we can do more of this stuff as well, you know. But definitely nice to get the first little bit of useless wood noise merch out there. Yeah, boy. Let's get into some media stuff then. January, not the best, not the best time for clips coming out, but I think all the stuff that's come out recently is kind of like stuff people had been working on in sort of autumn and shit, in there. Yeah, yeah. Stuff so like that. I mean, <laughs> sure. Look, this afternoon we. Look on Instagram and there's a new five-minute video out from Ministry of Sleep. Uh, loaded boys ripping in Dublin. I think masterminded by your boy Mark Foran, a.k.a. Sherbert Dibdab. Dibdab. So, I mean, it's got... Dibdab isn't even in it, was he? Did he have a trick? I don't think he did. Well, he would have been filming it, probably, like, but... Featuring the Dublin All-Stars. You've got all sorts of folk in there. So, jump on, jump on the IGTV and peep that. Yeah, full screen it. Cinema screen, maybe? Another IGTV edit that came out there, like, kind of end of last year. I think it was, was it Christmas Day? It was definitely Christmas week. ICYP, um, Young Bucks in Dublin, brought out uh, their most recent edit. And, yeah, it's super good. Go check it out. We've got that 3D beveled rotating logo. I'm wondering what ICYP means. Yeah, who knows? Um, right, another another little Instagram-related uh, thing that popped up there recently, which we're kind of excited about, was um, the promise of a, a of a new full length, the Dublin full length coming out later this year. L. John Wa, I don't know how, how we're saying that. Yeah, they put up a short teaser on Instagram, and yeah, that's probably going to be pretty sick. Um, yeah, it's got minty. Jack Fennell, Kian Ale, Shane San Augustine and a bunch of other dudes. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. Okay, next. As we said that the skate calendar at the minute is pretty empty, but actually just this past week or so, an event came and went in the calendar uh, and it was a big one. Um, the High, Rose, High Rollers video landed. Yeah, online premiere style. I fucking I snoozed on it. I didn't realize <laughs> that's how it all worked. There was a little chat and all going on, and you know you had to be there at eight o'clock on the dot. But still, I made it there towards the end and then rewatched it. Yeah, the live the live chat was uh, was flowing at one point. I think I clocked it at about one hundred and seventy people in the chat at one point, which is pretty cool. And and like kind of the least you can sort of make up for 
for not having like a real event you know yeah at least people were able to chat and have a bit of crack and slag each other off and whatnot so (laughs) that was cool but um yeah the hype train started pretty quickly just on it was a story post guys put it up it was just like yo full-length video and everyone was like oh shit and yeah it's been it's gone and it was absolutely class so um hats off to everybody involved mainly mainly nisha nisha mccarthy of course heading up that ship at, at high rollers you know so um the video was amazing like i think it's one of the best irish videos we've ever seen yeah yeah th- to be honest yeah it was <laughs> it was pretty decent like it delivered in all areas uh music skating editing all all you could wish for and as you were saying you know it came up pretty quick we didn't know about it until like this started was it the start of this week or maybe like the end of last week or something like that so it was pretty hyped up all week waiting for it to come and you know it's it's delivered yeah it's fully delivered in every way and i think it's given me a boot up the arse to him going out going out filming today here so There'll be guys everywhere watching it going, all right, yeah, that's the bar, you know, like, let's go, let's do it as well, you know. Yeah, they've set that bar high. That was, um, it was serious. A few sort of standout parts in the video, for sure. It kind of, it started off with Philly Halton and and ended with with Michael McMaster. And then they kind of just sprinkled everybody throughout. So a lot of montages. I really liked the way it was edited, like... I was kind of, I kind of w- was watching it going, okay, whose part's this, whose part's that? And it was actually mostly montages, but it works so well, especially when it's like a shop sort of slash scene video. Traditionally, videos was you had a person and it was all their footage, but I like the kind of breaking it up and peppering it all throughout the whole whole thing to give it a bit of variety. like, And, you, you know, seeing boys together skating one spot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You see, kind of see the session go down. Yeah. I can't wait to see what sort of waves this makes. You know, I know it's going to hopefully be featured on a lot of blogs and stuff in the next week or so. Um, and I really hope, yeah, it gets the praise it deserves. So yeah, so I, yeah. I saw it being pushed on Vague and stuff like that. So hope, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice for to know that other people are, you know, got our backs and helping push stuff out to the masses. You know, that aren't in Ireland or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's um, it was great to see. Um, so yeah, guys, if you haven't checked out the High Rollers video, um, go and do so on YouTube. And um, yeah, what's he gonna call the next video? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, last on our list here this month, um, sort of media section. I'm really happy to say is a piece of physical media. Um, yeah, we've got a new magazine. A new UK print magazine, which is just totally crazy. Um, the Skateboarders Companion hit the shelves this month, which was uh, really, really great to see. It sort, of, sort of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Like, yeah. When did they start talking about it? The end of last year, or not yeah, even? It was even. It was. It was later than that. Like, because we we all knew like the guy. There was cruise and cruise popped up in Belfast, sort of in the autumn or late summer of last year, and we were all kind of wondering why they were over filming and um yeah it turns out a lot of it was f- content for this uh this new magazine that's been launched by um ryan gray and leo sharp yeah yeah it's it's awesome to see it's gonna do do a lot for the scene you know like the more the more mags the better really yeah for sure um because like you just want to get coverage for everybody and like you know those accounts 
you know they're all going to have like digital social media accounts and they all they'll have clout you know and hopefully then more dudes get seen and more dude gets hooked up and the industry grows so yeah it's totally sick to see um just nice to see like large images as well yeah, yeah it is you know it including is. including a fucking image of the sinan's 10 here in belfast uh, charlie birch laying up front smith on that i think that's nbd is it can't remember. I have a funny feeling someone might have done it. Smith on it. I couldn't think of like anybody. I know it's been fabled, but yeah, it's definitely been fabled. There's a there's a shitload of photos actually from like there's one from Bangor Church in Bangor of all places. Yeah, we just want to give a big shout out to Ryan and Leo there for um, launching this. It's gonna do wonders for loads of skaters, um, but also you know a lot of Irish skaters. So yeah, that's it. That's kind of what we want to get into here. Um, Dennis Lynn and Michael McMaster both featured in issue number one. Um, Dennis has quite a lengthy section called Anecdotes where he's taken apart sort of, there's three or four shots. I think it's like four four tricks maybe. Um, and um, he's kind of telling the sort of behind the scenes on them. And uh, yeah, it's a great read. Psyched to see it like. Yeah, that Andrek photo like. I had actually had a sneaky preview not a good while ago. Sick, isn't it? upside down and all that yeah and michael mcmaster he has um he's got i guess it's kind of like their sort of is it like first light or yeah sort of section shout out nisha he shot the photo as well it's pretty cool one of 185 oh yeah yeah 180 nose grind my bad sorry i can't believe i just agreed with that yeah my bad after me correcting people on the internet <laughs> yeah so yeah, they. Uh, I'll, I'll, by the way, I'll get you if you're on Instagram calling tricks wrong names. I'll fucking come after you, boys <laughs> and girls. Yeah, the skateboarders companion. You're all following it anyway. I don't really need to say any more, but um, I will say that it's free. First, first issue's free. It's not all free. <laughs> no, it's free in skate shops, and you have to buy it at a newsagent. Is that what it is? That's what I, I, I thought. Yeah, I picked mine up at Solo in Belfast. So Chris will be getting them in. So, um, you know, if you're down there, help him help you, you know, maybe buy something once in a while and pick some shit up while you're down getting it. So I subscribe to this. There's there's actually a really good deal on it at the minute. I'm going to. On the, I haven't on yet. The web store. Yeah, it's 15 quid for the next four issues and just kind of eliminates that trip of heading out. So, and it also... You know, me getting it to my door means there's another an extra one in Chris's box. Because yeah. <laughs> you know I'm down. I was down there day one as soon as he got them. Like, um. But yeah, it's it's awesome to see. So yeah, make a bit of shelf space, guys. You just run into the shop and be like, Chris, where's the mags? Grab your Chris, mags and then run out. Yeah. I ran in. I actually ran in today whenever I was going down getting it. So and he had just picked up his as well. So, um, I think it's safe to say, yeah, they were flying out. Yeah, and I Chris had a list of stuff of people who he had to like get them to, so um, it's cool. The hype was there, you know. <laughs> Sick. Uh, so what have we got coming up here next, Tom? Having a wee look back through some old magazines. Okay, let's. Yeah, right. we've got a. We didn't actually do it last month. I don't know. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I was looking back through them, and what you find actually in some of the old magazines was December, January was sometimes like a double, like it was like a. An issue the way it was. That's the way that December, yeah, it was ten. Uh, sidewalk was ten a year, not twelve. Yeah, they didn't do it every year. Like in later years, you did just have a January issue, but or December and a January. But certainly some of the earlier ones was December slash January. So, yeah. First up, um, 
Issue 124, Sidewalk 2007, we've got like a little short um, interview with Bruce the Ox, Bruce Kelleher. Uh, shout out Bruce, I hope, hope he's good, hope you're well, if you're listening to this, hello. Hi Bruce. Um, it's like a, it's a pretty fun little two-page article and there's a skate photo and then there's like a lifestyle shot and it's uh, Bruce playing basketball and that's kind of the focus of the of the article and it talks about his sort of his like real strict um training routine and how it kind of impacted his skating and stuff and um well actually he says he's not as competitive in his skating as he was with the sports you know but certainly that uh i'm sure the basketball training helped him with his pop like for sure but uh yeah it was a good that's a it's a cool little um two pager really uh, nice shot as well of him skating like some mad full pipe or something it was like a door jay dord shot that's it here Oh yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Pretty awesome. That's a f- proper full pipe right there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Moving on. January two thousand and six, Kingpin, issue number twenty five. Bit of Belfast news. I'm gonna read a little excerpt from this. Go for it. Britain's Britain's A four distribution and point seven five. Skate Shop held a Wild in the Streets event in sunny Belfast where Connor Lynn humiliated Sinan's big steps. For more on the bash, go to kingpinmag.com. And just to update you guys on the on the Dublin Park situation, Roger Kavna, Shaggy and myself have been hammering away to get an outdoor park at Bushy Park. Um, basically, the council are fully into providing a quality concrete park, but these Muppets from the nearby estate have threatened legal action against the plans. With a bit of luck and plenty of graft, we'll get there in the end. As we get the news, we'll keep you posted, but... If you could get the word out there that the park hasn't been cancelled, it'd be helpful. The plans for another concrete park in Lucan are close to fruition. Thankfully, the locals here are on side. Yeah, I've got a bit of bad, bad news for the, the not on side locals. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Shit happened. Yeah, big time. John Heary wrote that. Is that how you said that? Uh, yeah. Our main, our main look back this month, we got a cover. <laughs> January cover, Connor Lynn, issue 16 of Sidewalk, 2005. Kingpin. Kingpin. Did I say Sidewalk? Yeah. Kingpin. What year? 2005. Felt, felt like longer ago, to be honest. This was Connor's first cover and full, pretty much a full feature as well. Sequence shots, full page, all, all that shit. And a, like, yeah, cool little read. He's had a wrist, wrist injury at the time. He was talking about that, talking about traveling around Europe, doing all the comps, doing... Yeah, all that sponsorship. So yeah, pretty cool one to look back on and read about. It seemed like he was having a good a good time back then, you know. Mm-hmm. As well in this issue, in the news section, and I wanted to pick your brains about this because I have no idea what this is. Okay. Maybe, maybe if um, maybe if you don't, some of our listeners could help. So again, in the what's going on section, we've got a little bit of news from Northern Ireland, and it says. After the closure of the only indoor park in Belfast history, brackets, Boucher Road, uh, pushed the skaters back into the streets, some of the crew have produced a DVD in conjunction with the local authority to demonstrate just what they're up against in terms of harassment and muggings while skating in the city. Uh, Irony of ironies, the DVD premiered at a special screening at the Waterfront Hall, symbol of Belfast's peacetime prosperity, and for now, the only reasonably hassle-free spot in the city. So, yeah. I have no idea what that's about. 
a DVD to explain why skating was dangerous in the city. Do you know what we'll do? We'll just send. We're gonna that. have to get a wee photo of that. We'll send it to Niall Mason and ask him if he knows. Yeah, because I don't even know who wrote that that little news segment, right? So, yeah, that's all our look back stuff there this month, right? Let's. Uh, oh yeah, this is exciting, isn't it? Competitions. Comps. So basically, we had a little underground competition for the list, the pod listeners, which we did not advertise on Instagram because. We don't feel like all those people that are following us on Instagram are necessarily listening to the podcast. So, so for all you that are for the re- the real ones, the hardcores, thanks for listening. You know, you got you got your chance to get in the competition. So we got there's a shitload of stuff in here now. Like it started off a set of wheels, but we've added so much to it. There's joy stickers, wireless stickers, useless wooden noise stickers. Yeah, we're gonna put a photo up of of this oh, package. I don't, I don't have to go through all this then. <laughs> No, go for it. You can go through it anyway. You no, know, we got we got a toy machine DVD. Did you look in it to see if it had the right DVD in? It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and we got like, what even is this called? I've got this at home. Push push periodical. Push periodical. We got Tony's skateboarding. We got the hidden magazine, which Stu collab. Tony collabed with Big Stu on. We got a friggin' huge sticker. We got. <laughs> A three-pack a three of van socks. <laughs> got this random Lords t-shirt that we don't know who, where the hell it came from. And we got the wheels, the 53 Spitfire. The main event, yeah. So, yeah, we, um, we'll put, we'll, we're going to post this online so you can kind of see all the, all the gubbins that are going out there to uh, our winner. But, yeah, we, uh, we, we did a draw and we have a winner. Thank you, everybody who entered. I really enjoy writing everybody's name down on a piece of paper and cutting it out. Don't weird. It was great. Um, but yeah, let's announce let's announce our first our first winner. Um, yeah, our first winner, Ruben Russell. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Great banter. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you're stoked. Ruben, DM us maybe. Yeah, Ruben's local. I'm sure we can meet up with them somehow. Okay, okay, cool. Um, but thanks everybody for uh, for getting involved there. Yeah, um, and thanks to the donators of prizes. We had a couple. They asked to remain an- anonymous. Yeah. So. Yeah, far too kind. Um, yeah. We greatly appreciate it. It's really cool to be able to put something like that together. Have we got news on another comp? We do. We have a set of underlay bearings somewhere do we allow the winner to keep entering yeah i suppose we do don't we <laughs> ruben is out <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i can enter for sure right okay so we've got a set of andalay bearings there might be more stuff added to it yeah yeah watch this space but yeah um what's the what's the buzzword for this one what is it what andalay what does andalay mean well it's something to do with i i think it means either fast or like remember speedy gonzalez used to say it Andale arriba. So anyway, someone can wear win a set of Speedy Gonzalez bearings. Gonna be sick. Yeah, hit us with a Speedy Gonzalez DM. Doesn't matter on the spelling. Yeah, if you want to draw us a picture of Speedy Gonzalez, he's a cute little mouse. Yeah, with a big hat. Yeah. He has a mate. He has a mate. His mate never he? had a name, did he? Tall skinny mouse. Skinny. 
Nah, nah. <laughs> he was. Who knows? Right. Anyway, so there we go. Our second, yeah. our second competition. So what have we? So from comps to more useless wooden questions. Yes. This time with Belfast Kitty Ellis. Useless wooden questions. What is your name and where are you from? My name is Kitty and I'm from Belfast. What's your go-to spot? My go-to spot is probably Bridges or Custom, but I feel like I need to venture outside that a bit more and skate a bit more street. What is your go-to trick? My go-to trick would be a fakie front shove, just because they're literally the easiest trick that I know. <laughs> but like, if we're going to do a line or something, I'll probably throw a kickflip in there. Who is your favorite current Irish skateboarder? And why, why, why? This is a hard one because I'm always hyped about everybody, but right now my favorite Irish skateboarder would be Matt McCoppin. Just everything he does looks smooth, like it's all chilling, like he just has so much style. Who is your favorite all-time Irish skateboarder? Favorite all-time Irish skateboarder is probably Kane Eats. What is your current setup? Current setup is a Cloudscope deck, a mob grip tape with the line down the center. Well, it's a bit wonky, but sure. Thunderlights trucks, Spitfire wheels, and Bones Red bearings. Tell us about your first setup. I got my first setup four years ago. I had a Habitat board. I got it in loco and I had a cat on it, so I had to have it. Um, my trucks were like actually Frankenstein's monster. Like I had two different base plates and two different hangers. I couldn't even tell you, like there were four different brands of shit on my board. I don't even know how I skated it, but to be fair, I was only learning, so it didn't really matter at that point in time. Um, my wheels, I think they were donated to me as well. Like honestly, everything was a whole mess. What's your favorite thing about Irish skating? Favorite thing about Irish skating is probably, even though it rains 90% of the year and we don't really have many like sheltered spots, you know, you'll always find somebody out trying to skate. And I think that's great, like the amount of people that won't let that like take away from going out and having fun skating. I think it's pretty cool. Useless Wooden Noise thanks you for your answers. Any final shout outs or messages to the Irish skateboard masses? Final shout out is going to be to all of us actually. So fair play for getting through the shit show year that we just had. It was absolutely mad. Still is mad. Hopefully some sort of normality is in sight. Who knows? But when we're allowed to travel, like all of us, big Irish fucking skate trip. Let's do it. It'd be good crack. I think we deserve it. Useless wooden questions. That was good there. Uh, like the sound of those. Uh, Frankenstein's monster trucks. Everyone had a <laughs> some ropey ass setup for their first board. I had one, not my first board, but like near it, where I think I had wheels, trucks, and a board off three different people. Like madness. Yeah, Just make these things work. Simpler times. Yeah, and yeah, for sure, down for the the All Ireland trip. We still want to have this fucking event. Yeah. Ugh. Trips, jams, all that shit. Thanks so much, Kitty, for for sending them through. Thanks, Lena. And um, yeah, if you want to get involved in some useless wooden questions, I mean, we pester everybody anyway, so yeah, we'll but, get you. Yeah, but, but if you want to yeah. make our lives easier, um, give us a shout, and we'll send you over the, uh, the 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 little media pack to get you going, get you hyped, and get them questions answered. Yeah. <laughs> We have right now a new segment to unveil, which we're really excited about. Jade Ords, 
is probably our most requested uh, interviewee. Um, people are quite often asking us, get get Jay Dords on, when's the Jay Dords episode? Hippie and I would both love to do that, but I think we both know that Jay could probably do a better podcast than we could, so so we decided to go on better, and we got in touch and asked him if he fancied having his own little corner of the podcast, and we're thrilled to say he agreed, and we have the first segment here to show you. Yeah, we're, we're well hyped on it. Uh, Jay's like a storytelling legend. We should probably add here um, as well to anybody who's maybe who's not aware of who Jay is, he was, um, he pretty much, he's one of the pillars of the Irish skate scene for a long, long time. And I mean, you could almost say he held the entire scene up for many years. So he's done yeah. a lot for skateboarding over the years. Um, and he's got tons of stories, loads of experience. And he's a fucking, he's a rad dude that, and he's very, very positive. And I think just getting any of that out there to all the rest of the skaters can only be a good thing. Sit back and enjoy, guys. Jay Dord's Tales of Yore. Greetings from Muff, the Dord's man here. I've been asked by Tony and Ryan to fill in a few minutes of their podcast, so I'll share a few tales from the days gone by. The Dord's man's Tales of Yore. Now, back in the day, which could be any time between 1991 and 2020, if you've been skating as long as me, but back around the early 2000s, I finally finished a worthless degree after years of floating around Edinburgh and Belfast in my 20s, not knowing what the fuck life was all about or what I was going to do with myself, I decided, useless degree under my belt, I got time for big changes. So I had two choices. At the time, I was writing Bogginzine. We had Bogginzine online as well, and I was doing Wooden Donkey Club skateboard fashion, if you could call it that. And, um, a friend at a skateboard magazine, now all I wanted to do was write about skateboarding. I wasn't much of a man for taking photographs at that time, I was making a few videos, but um, all I wanted to do was write and write and write. I had my own zine going, I was offered a job at Kingpin in London, which kind of fell through. And then I was offered my mate in California, big drinker, fuck all to do with skating, said come on over, we'll sort you out with a job, we'll get you some kind of life over here. So I headed over to LA with big dreams, hopefully skate, hopefully find a job and surf a wee bit as well. Over to LA, I soon realised that the dream wasn't quite as easy as I had hoped. There was no job waiting for me. Beforehand, I had emailed about 20 skateboard companies all around Los Angeles and California with my CV saying basically, I skate tough, (laughs) I... I write, I can take photos, I can make videos, I can drive a fucking forklift. Any jobs going over there. And basically they all just emailed back, Grand, have you got a green card? Have you got a a permit or a visa? Which I didn't. So I headed over with, with kind of no hope and no real idea. I got over there, there was no, no job for me in the Irish pub. I went around all the pubs with, again, I had no visa. I was illegal and I hadn't fucking sorted anything out as usual. But I had a few quid in the bank. A few quid, I mean. Not much more. And a, a bit of a dream. I wanted to make it. And I was in the California sun. So I spent my days going from pub to pub to pub. Getting turned away saying, you need a visa to work here. You need a green card. 
I met a guy one day in a pub, O'Brien's pub, and he said, there's a guy who comes in here every Thursday, American fella, some Ramirez guy, and he will get you a green card. So I went in the next Thursday, $80, Ramirez got me a green card that would enable me to get a fucking job and a fake social security number, $80. A couple of days later, it arrived. My name was spelled wrong on it. So my actual name is Jason, and they spelled it Lason. So Lason Doherty was off to a start in California. I went around all the bars again, couldn't get a job. I finally ended up, the last thing a man from this part of the world wants to do really is go into an English yobbo's pub called the British Bulldog on Santa Monica Boulevard and beg for a job. But I found myself doing that. I'd ran out of Irish bars, I'd ran out of cafes, and this was the only place somebody said, you might get a job in there. The place covered in Union Jacks. Now, I don't give a fuck. I have no political affiliation, but um place covered in Union Jacks, England football tops, Northern Irish loyalist apes, Pats, asking me whereabouts in London area I was from, and I was begging for a job. And they said they would give me a call in a few days. So I walked out onto the street. Sun absolutely beating down. Now, the Los Angeles summer is pretty unforgiving and I was walking around my white shirt and black trousers I had I think I had about 50 or 60 dollars to my name and then I was fucked I was either on the street at this stage I was staying with my mate Burgers a guy from County Derry here and he's a good man good man for the drinking I was lying on his bedroom floor in a sleeping bag on a wooden floor and running out of money and running out of hope I walked out of the British Bulldog and walked up the street and somebody goes, yo, Irish, yo, Irish. And I was like, who the fuck is that? And I looked up and it was Foz, who maybe you know, he runs heroin skateboards. And I had met him a few years ago before that, when I lived in London. And we used to skate together fairly regularly. He called me Irish. I don't think he knew my name. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I was saying, what the fuck are you doing here? Now, he was over there in business trying to pump heroin to the, or <laughs> heroin skateboards to the Americans trying to get a dis- distribution. And I was like, man, I am. what I'm doing here is slowly losing my fucking marbles. I'm walking around here on my own, sun beating down on my face, no job, no hope. So we went for a cup of tea. He drank about 15 coffees, and I just sat there drinking iced water out of the tap because I had no money for a fancy coffee and omelettes like he was getting. I said, this evening, me and my mate Chad are going to skate in uh, Venice down at the wee mini skate park. And I says, brilliant, we'll go skate. And I met my man, Chad Ford, who was to play a massive role in my future in LA. Cool Australian guy, mellow like most Australians, and really easy to get on with. So we went skating around Venice. We went to a few skate parks. Now, I had no car. I was just riding around on this piece of shit bike. And I, Chad started to take me to some of the parks and some of the empty pools. We went to skate full pipe up at Mount Baldy and all the dream spots and it was fucking rad what a great friendship I had no money he gave me food at the odd time and uh, one day he goes listen we're going down to hunting the beach to skate chicken's pool now you might know chicken's pool is the kind of the one that Tom Penny kind of made more famous in this part of the world the one with the the red and black tiles he did the front side flip over the hip and kick flip back tail and stuff I think it was in the flip industry section in one of the early 411s but you wouldn't know it anyway and I was like, fucking right. We went down, skated this pool, skated a half pipe up in the hills, or a full pipe. And I was so fucking rad, man. I was just 
living some kind of fucking dream, even though I was kind of absolutely shit myself. If a man in my status illegal breaks his arm over there, he basically has to hop on a plane, fly back to Dun- fly back to Dublin, drive up to Derry A and E to get bandages because there's you've you've no safety net of health over there when you're illegal. But anyway. Skating hunting the beach, met chicken, met a load of pro skaters, Christian Hosoi and guys like that. And it was fucking unbelievable because I'm from Limavari, like Ballykelly, a wee village outside Limavari in Northern Ireland. And there's hardly much hope that you're ever going to end up skating Southern California pools. And there it was, and it was fucking awesome and awesome. I don't never use that word, but a few weeks later, and I was just down and out then, just about surviving. Chad says, Chicken, down Huntington Beach, is looking for somebody to run his office. He had a company called Screaming Squeegees, and they're still going. They do all the graphics printing and the screen printing for Flip, and who else did they did? Black Label and Girl at a stage, and loads, and Baker. We did all the Baker boards. The biggest screen printer in California and probably in the world at that stage anyway. So I says, man, I would love to talk to Chicken about this here. I'm sure I could try my best. and uh, But I've no way down to Huntington Beach. That's an hour and a half from where I was in Venice Beach in Santa Monica. And Chad says, man, I'll drive you down. And he drove me down and I met Chicken again and I met his business partner, Kelly Billmar. And he said, so when can you start? And I was like, I'm fucking ready to go, man. The thing is, I'm living in Venice Beach. But he goes, right, you can start next week. We need a production manager to run this whole ship while we're not there. And I was like, big time. I'm so on it. I'll try my fucking best. I kind of knew how to kind of loosely run day-to-day business stuff because I'd been working at my dad's tile shop, basically doing everything for about 10 years. So I says, I'm your man. Got back up to Venice Beach with Chad later on. And I was like, man, how the fuck am I going to get down to hunting the beach every day? It's an hour and a half from here. And he goes, I know. And this is where it all gets a bit fucking more surreal. I know Bob Boyle, who was 1980s English vert pro, who was there living in... He was in Venice Beach as well, but I didn't know him. He said, Bob Boyle drives from Venice Beach down to Huntington Beach every day. I'll ask him. Now, Bob at the time was working at Giant Distribution. He now runs Dwindle, which is World Industries and stuff. But he he was the chair of the president of uh, Giant, which was Element and New Deal and Destructo and various companies like that. So he went around. <laughs> There's some fucking mad. Remember where I'm from here. Fucking Ballykelly, County Derry. And... Me and Chad's going round to Bod Boyle's house to say hello and ask, hey, look at this guy. Do you think you give him a lift down to hunting the beach every day? He's going to start a job with chicken, running a screen print, screen printing outfit. And Bod was so cool, being an expat, and he had relied on the kind of help of others in his day. So he says, big time, until you get a car, I'm your man, and you can jump on with me. And I was like, this is fucking unreal. So on Monday... Turned up to Bud Boyle's house, 6 o'clock in the morning, and he drove me down. And the whole way down, he would just fill me full of tales and stories about being a, like a 1980s, early 1990s skate pro, 
living the dream in California about all the mad shit that went on and, and how he got to leave kind of rainy England and just make had the big time over there with Santa Cruz. It was a bit, I wish I had it all recorded, but he just, it was like listening to the best radio show live every morning. And that was an hour and a half of chat the whole way down. And him asking me, like, what are you going to do? What's your dreams? And I was like, oh man, just trying to survive. And he was like, he had my back totally because he, he knew the crack and it was fucking brilliant. So let me run a few times past you here. Now I'm slabbering on here, but I want you to kind of get a bit of the picture. And at the end, I'll tell you why I'm telling you all this. My alarm would go off at 10 past five in the morning. I'd get my carcass out of bed, half five, I would leave. Skate for half an hour over to the end of uh, Venice Beach to Bod's house. Hang around his house for maybe 20 minutes until he was ready. Drive an hour and a half down to Huntington Beach. He would leave me at the end of the motorway. I would skate for about 20 minutes up to the bus line. Wait for the bus. Get a bus up Beach Boulevard on Huntington Beach. To about two miles short of Screaming Squeegees and then skate the last two miles. Get on to work for half eight. So that was me. Up 10 past 5 into work at half 8 every morning and work to half half 3. So that's, that's fucking 3 and a half hours <laughs> to basically get to work every single day and skate about 5 or 6 miles along that journey of buses and getting a free lift. But it was so rad, man. We, we screen printed thousands of boards every week. I got to screen print my own stuff. There was chat near the end, like me and Chicken were going to start a company and do some art stuff together. There was only me and maybe 20 guys from El Salvador working in the warehouse who were so rad. Most of them couldn't speak English. They were all illegal, listening to kind of Latino-Mexican music. They loved their love songs every day. I was just learning skate industry, meeting loads of pros. Lance Mountain with Colin, Christian Ozoi. Ray Barbie flip team would come over to get the boards and I was the boy to meet them and I kind of was in charge of taking all the orders, making sure all the seals went out and just doing all the day-to-day office stuff. It was fucking unreal. It's actually surreal talking about it. Then um, I would stay there to half half three at closed. So it started at half eight in the morning to half three. Work my arse off, which is good. I often heard this before. When you're over there, work like an immigrant. Work your arse off. Work twice as hard as anybody else and that's how I got on and I got up and down every day by the hospitality of Bod so Bod would work to maybe half six or seven and that's what got him through was that work ethic as well he would start at half seven in the morning and maybe work a 12 hour day and eat his lunch at his desk and that's how he became a president and ultimately probably a fucking millionaire just through skateboarding so I would get out of work at half three now say Bod didn't get out of work to half six. So I had three hours in the middle of the jungle suburbia that I was hunting the beach. And I was maybe about an hour away from the beach by skateboard. The odd time I would go down to the beach at three hours to full. And it was just, it just fucking sucked. It's just a horrible fucking stagnant place. And um, I went to the wee skate park the odd time. The wee kind of micro skate park that Tom Penny and Ed Templeton and them guys just to skate. But that was fucking rubbish too for me and the heat was always blazing down in the middle of summer in the afternoon no good to this guy from the hills of fucking county Derry. so what i used to do half three was just go over to the the woods the huntingdon huntingdon woods 
and just lie there under the trees and sleep, maybe for two or three hours, and then set my alarm and get up, skate down to meet Bod, so I had to skate maybe two miles, get a bus, and then skate about another two miles, and meet him about half six or seven. So that was me every day, like three or four hours to fill, or go to the library on Huntington Beach, and um, not skate the stairs, but uh, just read books or fall asleep on the sofas. So that was every day for about two or three months, until I finally scraped up the money for a car, this piece of, that was actually rad, it was a Gulf 1986, it cost me $800, now I had no, I had no California license, I had no, um, what you would need is an MOT over here, I didn't have a fucking number plates on it, the window wipers didn't work, the speedometer didn't work, so I never knew what fucking speed I was going, I was just driving around going, drive at the same pace as everybody else, I didn't know how fast or slow I was going, and the petrol gauge didn't work, so I never knew I had any petrol, I just had to kind of drive, and then maybe every couple of hours go on and get some petrol and hope it didn't run out, talk about terror, so I finally, when I got my own car, I drove up and down to Huntington every day, an hour and a half on my own, and that was fucking, that was when it started to get really rad, because I could go to the skate parks, now LA is not made for it doesn't have any infrastructure of public transport. It's not made for anyone to succeed unless you have cash and a relentless kind of will to survive. You definitely need a car to go anywhere. Like maybe Connor, Lynn or any of them guys that have been over there for a while will tell you it's just not built for anybody that doesn't have transport and cash. Or else there's, and there's no safety net. You'll fall through the cracks. You'll end up the street, living on the street really handy. And uh, and I didn't want to just head back home to Northern Ireland after all that and uh, just go back and work in the warehouse for my dad. So, basically living a dream, printing my own wooden donkey club boards, printing boards for my mates, and skating tough, surfing after work. I remember, like at this stage, I was living in Venice Beach, maybe after about six months, and I didn't have much money. Whatever you made went on rent, which was fucking extortionate, or petrol to get up and down to work. And then maybe 20 or $30 left just for food, burritos every day. And um, I remember skating for my... I lived in a place called Abbott Kinney in Venice Beach. I remember skating down to the beach, down to the Venice jetty, after work one day going, is this fucking real? I would. This would happen to me all the time. I would look around going, is this real? Am I actually fucking living here? I was set, heading down to the beach to surf after work. And I just thought I would love to go back in time and say to like a 15 year old me skating a wax curb in Valley Kelly and pissing rain going, someday you're going to be living in Venice Beach, working in the skateboard industry, printing skateboards all day, making a living off that and living your California dream. I wouldn't even have fucking believed it, but it was happening. I lived like that for about a year and it was, it was hard, so hard. I'd never much money. I was still illegal, my car was still very illegal, and so much worries, but at the same time you got to keep pushing on and hoping and relentlessly trying to pursue your dream. And that's what I did. And really, I just want to share that story. I know that's a bit long-winded, but I want you kids to know if anybody's finding maybe life a bit tough here or thinking that everyone gets it easy, I wish I lived in Barcelona, I wish I was in Australia, that it's all there for you. You're young, and if you have your health, and if you have just a will to get out there and discover what the fuck life's all about, and what you're all about, 
you've got to just press and press and keep pushing and keep trying to kick down the doors. Keep saying yes to any opportunity that comes your way. Keep reaching out your hand and extending your hand of friendship to people, saying hello to everybody and trying your fucking damnedest because we only live once. And really, you're going to be some old crooked man with fucked hips and fucked knees at some stage. And you really want to think, God, I have some fucking great stories to tell from my skate years. They were the best years of my life and I really made the most of it. Because skateboarding owes us fuck all. We owe it everything, everything we are. If we can if we can write, if we're creative in any way, if we've, got, we've met good friends, we've travelled. It just makes us into these people that just will not fucking give up. Like, you know the crack, trendy... For me, learning a 360 flip, trying it 6,000 times in my 30-year career, and I've only landed six, but I'm keeps... <laughs> that's what skateboarding does. It just makes you into this fucking superhuman being. So I'm telling you, get out there, see what life has to offer. Go off on your own. Don't be waiting for all your pals to go and hang out in Barcelona and drink in Irish pubs. Get out there and see where you can... Where the, the road leads you. Go and discover Scandinavia. Phil Evans is over there living the fucking dream. See what New York's got for you. Go on East Coast America. It's maybe a wee bit more traveller friendly than the West Coast. Or maybe up around Oregon. All them places are there for you. All around Europe is accessible and cheap. Get out there and try your fucking damnedest. You won't regret it. And that's me. Just my story of living the dream. Now I lived it for about a year until the... Immigration caught me and fucking deported my ass back to Donegal. But that's a different story altogether. Can't thank George enough for that. Um, highly motivational there at the end. I think we all need to boot up the arse at the moment. We're all getting stagnant, although it's not totally our fault. You know, this friggin' lockdown shit, which we keep banging on about. But you know, big thanks to George for that amazing story. Yeah, so good. And I think another sort of takeaway for me from that one was like, just like know that as a skateboarder, I think we all have maybe like, we've got quite a special energy that other people maybe don't have, you know? So like Jay went out there and made that shit happen, you know, and with the help of other skaters, but it just highlights how like rad skaters are, just get out there and do it and go for it, you know? Yeah, absolutely amazing. Like I could listen to him all day. Yeah, um, he can tell. He can sure tell a story a lot better than I can. Like so, yeah. Jay's Jay's welcome anytime on the podcast for sure. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so stoked to have him. Thanks again, yeah. dude. Yeah, cheers, Jay. Okay, so into the sort of we're into the final straight of the podcast. We've got there's been quite a show. We've got a bit of everything this month. Yeah, a few f- few new voices on there. Yeah, I know it's great. So yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we put out a call on Instagram, Hippie and I got our heads together, sort of thinking, you know, it's January, it's a little bit quiet, what can we do in the podcast, given that maybe the Irish skate calendar is not as busy as it is, you know, during the summer, and and then especially so at the minute with lockdown, so we put a call out on Instagram just to ask people what their um, hopes and sort of what they're kind of aspiring to within skateboarding for the year ahead, whether they were a company or a crew or a photographer or just whatever. So what people were wanting to sort of achieve this year within skateboarding and within the Irish skate community. So yeah, it was, we got some serious feedback. Like I can believe it. Like, um, it's really cool. So we're just going to try and like tackle everything here. There was, 
you know, we had, yeah, we kind of got stuff from companies, from yeah, uh, from photographers, from actual just skaters. So, yeah, thanks to everybody who um who chipped in and told us what's going on. It's pretty yeah. cool. Like yeah, so. yeah, we got we got a good mixture of like comments on the post, direct messages, voice messages, emails. So worked out pretty good. Yeah, crazy like. So, yeah, do you want to get into some? Yeah, let's do this. So we're going to start off here with our comments on the actual post from the Instagram. Um, these are more lighthearted kind of ones. <laughs> we're going to start off with. So first up, we got Roy O'Halloran. Uh, my plans are to listen to the shit out of Useless Wooden Noise. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. That'll only kick up an hour, you're, an hour or so of your week. so Or of your month, even. Flip us over weekly for a second there. Jesus. <laughs> Good stuff, Roy. Cheers. Uh, we got one from Defeated Skateboarding. Get the 600 followers and make a couple more longer edits whilst travel to see the Defeated Lads. Sweet. Yeah, um, Mark Lilly and um, and Mark Began both in touch to sort of say the road trips, basically. So, yeah, that would be sick if we can... Yeah, figure that out. Anybody can figure that out, you know, get get out there on the on the road and explore the island. I can't wait to get on the road again, like Willie Nelson. Some lesser spotted spots. <laughs> lesser spotted spots. The best kind. Um next up, Massey V P three three N one five. Don't know what the hell that's all about, but sure. Uh, plans are probably to learn the hardest shit I can I can and record clips for when I hit one year skating. Boom. Yeah, get it, man. <clears throat> or woman. Year deep. Not even a year deep. That's the, that's the best time, isn't it? Where you fucking. That's it. There was a there's a quote. It was a Jake Phelps quote from Volcom Chicago, and he says, "There's like a two year window. You either make it or you eat chowder." Never been a chowder fan. I must have made it then. Gallagher, Keen Gallagher, he says his plans are to get consistent tricks and fill his room with decks. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah, I'd love to get consistent with tricks one time. That would be my dream too. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also got a little bit, just a little bit of encouragement from Ez Craven there. He got in touch with Brian Esmond. Just to say great stuff. Keep up the great work. Big fan of what you're doing for the art scene. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. Shout outs. Big ups. We love it all. <laughs> We got DMs. We got one from Michael McMaster. Uh, hope you're all well. Got some exciting things in the works this year, but keeping it under wraps till summer. Woo! Big secret. Also, I'm a go for Sudi. Dropping all the parts this year. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Stoked. Hyped to see what he's got. And props again, uh, Michael, on the the feature in the Skateboard Companion. Yeah, it's boy. Great to see. Yeah, man. Get it. Yeah, Raphael. Raphael's been in touch via DM as well. He's a, uh, a media student at DCU. He's doing a master's in emerging media. And recently he's done a photography project on the female skate scene uh, here in Ireland. Uh, and his plan this year is to do uh, a short, I'd say, he says a short, but I'm guessing a short film um, on, on the female skate scene as well, the girl skate scene. Um, so yeah, he'd sent through a couple of pictures as well on the rad like so. Um, that's that's cool. It'll be great to see. I think any more documentation of of that sort of emerging and booming side of the scene is is welcomed and, and it's really cool. So, I mean, yeah. you know, hot off the hot off the trails of that um, 
that piece of Peter Adam made, you know, that was great. The one for yeah. Surfdome, Nike yeah. SB. So yeah. any more to add to that, the document, that's that side of the scene is is class. So yeah, we look forward to seeing that. Yeah, good shit. So we've got one from Adam Divvy here, and he's been skating in Derry since he was six or seven. Uh, he, he said he was brought up skating Rosie's Skate Park. Um, after the park closed, they were pretty much left with nowhere to skate. Um, him and a couple of, couple of lads stuck at it for the next two or three years, roaming the city by themselves. Um, they've started a page called Slancha Skateboarding. I think we sort of talked about it on one of the other episodes I can't remember which one to be honest yeah. but now you know they're trying to get build some sort of scene around it in Derry they had a a massive massive turnout at Go Skate Day this year you know and their their plans are maybe to get a trip or have another competition when the Rona shite is over yeah awesome follow um, Slanches Skateboarding to get all that um, Derry skate scene action yeah buddy that's all our DMs there that people got in touch with, but we've got a couple of emails here too. We do have one here from from somebody else in Derry and the skate scene up there. So so yeah, Shay Shay's been in touch. He's he's sort of saying um he's skating up there in Derry and he's been trying to put plans together um to throw a jam during mental health week in March. Um he says he has a few ramps for those who have never seen one and a few boards for those who haven't skated to show them what skating is. And that it's sort of healthy and it can bring positivity, um, to from just doing stuff on wood. Yeah. So, yeah, he's sort of saying he's been trying to contact Dennis Lynn, and maybe get Ben Raymer's foundation involved. So, yeah, reach out, man. Get in touch with them and and see what you can do. They might be able to get you some, some promotional material or something for that. You know that you can hand out, <clears throat> hand out to the skaters or whatever or. Uh, March is pretty soon. Who knows what's actually gonna be doable around them? But fingers crossed for you, man. Yeah, we'd be, uh, we'd I'd be well keen, or yeah. we'd be well keen yeah. to go skate skate Derry and you yeah. know yeah. jump jam it up. Yeah, exactly. Another email from from the north here as well. Uh, Thomas McCleary's been in touch. He's from uh, he's from the north coast, um, and he's been in touch to to tell us about his um his magazine that he started with his friends up there there there's you know there's there's always been a scene in the north coast but it's kind of like a little bit out of reach and um they just wanted to start something that would kind of highlight the spots and the sort of the sort of unique terrain that they've got up there so it's called coastal roots and um, it's on instagram and his his hopes this year is they're gonna hopefully create a video and a magazine um that's gonna highlight the spots that they've got up there so yeah, he sent us through some photos and they look great. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing seeing more from them guys. Like always, good to see what's happening up in the north coast. Yeah, for sure. And it's good to it's good to hear there's a new sort of breed of skaters from up there. You know, there always seems to be like I think there's the surfs up there. So where there's surfers, there's usually skaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. There's I mean, there's been a scene up there for years. It's just been quite uh, quite small, and they you know they isolated. Yeah, isolated. I was going to say they don't get out much, but <laughs> that's yeah, that's not quite true. Yeah, the but you know, we've been going back and forth for years, but haven't really been skating up that direction much in the last couple of years, to be honest. So yeah, um, hope that goes well, Thomas. Be great to see that. Uh, thanks for thanks for the emails, Shay and Thomas. There, 
Right, what's oh yeah, so this guy on Macaulay has all these sound bites here. Well what's up fellas? Who's getting on? Um I'm setting up um a magazine and it's gonna be a collective as well and it's got to do with skating, of course, but it's also got to do with music and filmers and art and it's a big collective of all the kind of ties to skating culture. It's gonna be called Hardly and it's gonna be the collective all that. So um I'm excited for it, my 2021 plan. Cheers. Sounds great. I mean, combining music, skating and anything else, you know, creative that skaters and such are getting up to. Uh, anything we can do to shout it out, give us a shout. Yeah, maybe if you're maybe if you're like an artist or photographer out there and, you know, it never, never hurts to get your shit out there um, and you want to submit something, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure their inbox is open to all skaters from around the country. So yeah, Owen, um, <clears throat> thanks for thanks for sending the voice message over. Good luck with that. Um, and yeah, reach reach out anytime. They do have a an Instagram page. They haven't posted anything yet. Hardly Collective, all one word. So maybe give that a follow and it'll keep you up to date with what they're at. Sweet. Cheers, Owen. Yeah, thanks, Owen. The last voice note we got here regarding happenings is from our longtime lifelong fan of the show, <laughs> Karen, Karen, Karen McBride, aka Beads. The Beads, I need her. Hey, it's Beads, lifelong fan of the show. Happy New Year, guys. Props for keeping the podcast going. It definitely did help me through 2020 to get through some of the shitter times, I must say. But yeah, 2021, what we got. Well, hopefully, firstly, the, us in SBNI, we can do our annual jam in June. I really did miss it last year, so let's hope we can do it this year, if some kind of normality resumes by then. I also hope you guys get to do that game of ski I think you have planned for last April. They're always a good bounce because like everyone kind of shows up and you see people you haven't seen in years. And I guess with lockdowns and stuff, I haven't seen a lot of you guys, so that will be good if you get to do that. And then for me... Just want to get that fucking switch flip. I really do. My daughter, who's one, is already on the board standing pretty solid. She's going to get it before me. So I better step it up. I feel your switch flip pain there, man. For sure. Maybe maybe we should get together and have a couple of switch flip sessions and cross that finish line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, and skateboard and I, shout out. Um, yeah, I really, really hope that happens too. Um, it's the 10-year anniversary of Bridges this year, so shit, man. It would, I mean, it, it sucked to not have it last year, and it'll, you know, that'll be a hard pill to swallow this year if we don't get to do that. So fingers crossed that'll go ahead. That's gonna be, that's gonna be a great day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would encourage everybody from all over to come up for that. You know, if if and if it's okay to do so, uh, and if you're okay to do so. Um, definitely get up there and because that's you know 10 years like it's going to be the big yeah. one yeah it's always a bit of crack isn't it and we've had bands in the past and you can get to hear uh, Karen Bede's sweet voice on the screaming over the microphone yeah the megaphone master yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so cheers Beto thanks to the Beads and Owen there for sending through those those uh, voice messages um, as well as that we got a couple of messages in from um, various brands and companies that are within the Irish skate scene. Um, first one, Reckless. 
Reckless Skate Park and Gory were in touch. They sent us a load of images of, they've, you know, while COVID's been wreaking havoc with the world, they've been shut down and they've been making some changes to the to the park um, and tidying it up and just, yeah, giving it a whole sort of refresh. And um, it's looking awesome. Um, so Alex has been in touch to sort of say that they've been just working away while they've been in lockdown to sort of tidy the park up and add a little bit more paintwork around around the place um uh they've got some new tech in um and new shop systems they got a brand new website www.reckless.online um, and they're going to have a pizza place in this space and an art gallery whenever they reopen so yeah they've been working hard to um to improve the space there over this last while so be sure guys as soon as the, the doors are open again get down there and get ripping yeah, the, looks like they've been putting in a lot of hard work at the place. So, um, looking forward to taking a trip to Reckless maybe sometime later in the year and having a pizza and a skate. Yeah, man, it's always that's always a good time. So it's like a, for us, you know, up in Belfast, it's like a day trip, like, and it's just a fucking, it's always a fun day, just a wee road trip, just chatting shit, going down, skating the park, hanging out. Um, yeah, it's good. Like, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that again whenever we can do it. That part's yeah, great too, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Che- yeah. Cheers for that, Alex. And if you can as well, Alex, maybe build a wee reckless up in Belfast, would you? <laughs> we break off reckless, yeah. rogue reckless park. Yeah, reckless and I. Last on the what's going on this year, we've got one from Na Dublin. As you know, they got a lot of gear on the go at the moment. They're bringing out a load of new t-shirts they got a couple of decks dropping later on in the year the homeware um, as well yeah they got a what have they got they're gonna have rugby jerseys and the ceramics have finally landed so if you keep looking at their instagram you'll eventually see all that they've sent us some some images which we're pretty hyped on and yeah. the tees the good good colors on the tees yeah always good quality as well with their stuff yeah yeah, he was saying actually they got the the tees are organic certified cotton made in Portugal, so the you know they're pretty good quality as you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So stoked them guys got in touch to tell us what they're up to. Like obviously they're they're always keeping themselves busy, but it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to chat to them guys. They just seem like a great old bunch. Yeah, shout out to the boys. And they're they're kill they're killing it as well, like constantly yeah, they- on it. So. Yeah, be sure to keep an eye over there and grab some of them goods and keep all these Irish companies going. We love it. It's question time. Oh, so it is, so it is. Okay, so one from Royal Halloran here. What are your guys' thoughts on ageism in Irish skateboarding within the community context of skateboarding versus in the industry context of skateboarding? Do you think it occurs in either? How do you tag a lot and... Ageism for younger or no, I think we're talking for older? More, more older here, you know, like, I mean, I suppose it's kind of a discussion around outstaying your welcome on a sponsorship <laughs> deal, isn't it, really there? And yeah. I have read stories of, and this is me just coming at it as a fan, um, you know, I have read stories with guys taking a step back from sponsors because to, to make room for younger guys. And that's, yeah, that's only natural. But I don't think... Ageism, I don't know. I mean, I can't really comment on it in regards with the industry, but personally and in like a community context, like 
I it's interesting you know you go to certain more uh, like if you go to a skate park where it's like a public place like you're just gonna get a wide range and I don't yeah I, I don't feel I never feel vibed out or anything I mean I have gone to the park you know, obviously you're always gonna be more comfortable skating with your guys you know what I mean or your girls like yeah um, and there have been a few times if I'm not in the right zone or the right frame of mind I've got to maybe bridges say and the fucking you know everybody's ripping and they're all 15 years younger than me I'm probably not going to stay as long you know but that's like <laughs> that's nothing to do with the ageism everybody's so nice and everybody's always really sound to me anyway um so I know and like you go down to bridges and like you see there will be regulars down there that are in their 40s but there's also regulars that are in their teens so I don't think it's an issue up here, ageism. Um, no, I don't really. I kind of do get what he's saying. I, I do think it is definitely a topic for a discussion. But I think because our scene's smaller, you know, there's less skaters and everybody knows each other, so there's going to be less uh, vibing out people and shit, you know, whereas if you were maybe in London or in America... You might get a pocket of older skaters rocking up to a spot and like might get vibed out by the younger skaters because they're like, yo, who are these guys? You know what I mean? Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I've always skated with wide ranges of ages, you know, from skating with Dennis when he was like eight yeah, to skating with the, you know, when I was like 20, skating with the boys that were 10 years older. So, I mean... To me, it hasn't. I, I I haven't really seen much of it, and you know, obviously, as Tony was saying, industry wise, we don't really, yeah, don't really know. N- know too much about it either. Do we? First hand, like yeah. I mean, just what we've heard on other podcasts and stuff. You know, like how the older boys would have been pushed out back in the day. Yeah, like I think the age, ha- like the pro, the average pro age probably has increased in the last sort of ten or fifteen years. Because, like, I think wasn't it like. You know, people were turning pro in their teens, usually, like, yeah. in their, like, 80s and 90s, and then would be retiring in their early 20s. Yeah, yeah. You've guys got putting out parts in their late 30s and 40s. I guess. Um, yeah, something, people... else, something else to add to that as well. We're all just big kids, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think, think, think maybe with people looking after themselves maybe slightly better than they would have 10 or 15 years ago, maybe that's helped to keep the older ones pros still yeah you know doing what they do yeah absolutely yeah it's a weird one i definitely think you're onto something there with that but i don't know if i i just haven't i haven't personally experienced it yeah everybody's cool thanks roy yeah cheers roy another one from carlos poza uh he's always contributing to this show so thanks once again carlos big carl talk about your opinions on instagram and how it's effective affected skating positive slash negative way and it's making people stopping filming full videos except please and thank you he's ledge bags he's a ledge bag yeah you ledge bag ye. <laughs> instagram positive and negative yeah man there's definitely two sides to it. you know i think um the skateboarding world has constantly been at like the forefront of like technology and like have been early like adopters of things you know and like they jumped on Instagram early on and like like we've always been about like documenting ourselves um, and it's really really good for that and I think like it's helped progress things because 
as a like as a skater just starting out if you got instagram like it's kind of handy because you can just access all the clips and all the rest like i think there's definitely positives to it there but it, it has created a culture where it's so fast moving that like the idea of full full length video projects um have kind of fallen by the wayside not so much from an industry point of view like there's all companies are always going to need to put their videos out or want to put their videos out yeah but yeah. like from a crew standpoint or an individual standpoint yeah i think because of instagram there's less like desire or maybe uh the drive to buy a camera that's what i'm trying to say you know yeah there you know there seems to be less of that and it's like people probably don't feel like they need a camera um to make uh, to make a video because they can just film clips but then you're filming clips and yeah so th that's my negative side to it i think um i also think oversaturation <clears throat> of anything you know it happens to me with the kind of like creative things where i'm looking at too much Say I'm looking at too many sign painters, just for instance, like it sometimes it sometimes has a negative effect on you. It happens to me as skateboarding too. Sometimes I'm looking at skating and maybe I'm having a bad day and I'm like, fuck, why do I even bother? You know what I mean? All these people are so good. Like when at the end of the day it doesn't matter. It's just because it's so easily accessible. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can't it's you know, so that's just that's just down to moderation really as well though, isn't it? Where just don't oversaturate yourself with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just having negative things flying into my head here, but on the positive spin, there, you know, it on for companies and stuff, and and smaller companies, obviously like wireless, it's obviously a great marketing tool. I mean, who, how would anyone know? I mean, who's looking at a website these days? You know what I mean? That the Instagram's the way to pump your stuff out there, and, and uh, you all, equally, you guys aren't going to take out an ad in fucking free mag. Nah, nah, probably not. But on the negative side, you know, sometimes it pisses me off because I felt always felt like the scene video was not necessarily the filming part, but afterwards it's kind of like a community thing. Everyone gets together, goes to watch the new video, then it's locked in there forever, you know, whereas 50 Instagram posts, you know, that you could have made a part out of, gone you know never to be thought about again but then you've got this yeah. beautiful thing at the end that's been well put together you know someone spent time editing it someone spent time trying to learn how to use their camera and film it all so it's you know yeah it's it's crushes, so, it crushes those things which yeah, yeah it, it really sure does because yeah. like, you know the, the, you look look at some of those like events that we've had um where it might even just be a short part but like it's the it's made so much more memorable like the local premiere you know you made a full-length video and like i'll always remember that night and like the yeah. fucking hype that was there you know like the, I'll go always, the goblin i'll premiere. always remember the, the night because i was fucking nervous yeah. as hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know there's the goblin premiere like there you go that had nothing to do with instagram you know what i mean and holy shit what a night yeah you know so yeah like it definitely there's there's pros and cons for sure but because I saw this whenever Carlos first sent it, and it sort of got me thinking about maybe there'd be room in the future for some kind of like media class or you know skate video making class, something like that. I don't really know how it would work, but I definitely think there's you know some sort of workshop to try and get uh, 
kids into you know buying a camera and filming and learning how to edit and all that stuff and not just you know getting the the newest little yachty tune and putting it over their few flatland tricks at the over the car, over the bend of the car park or something like that you know which is which is fine too but you yeah know. though there's definitely a place for it but it's just so uh disposable or something yeah the word the word edit has been diluted i think by instagram yeah big time <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off whenever I see it. That's just the era we're from too, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, people that are maybe, well, say 15 years younger than me, like probably couldn't care less about being in it. You know, they want to be in a full-length video, but they don't want to take the... They don't want to sacrifice the footage, if that makes sense. They want to put it on Instagram so they can yes, get their the, the couple of hundred likes. Yeah, I know, but man, that... When I, you know, I get, we've, you know, with the, with the joy, the joy boys, like, you know, um, the projects that we've been on and we've never made them really for anybody only other than ourselves, but knowing that you're on that fucking hustle, like you're, it's, it's such a good hype to have for yourself. And it's so much more rewarding than like a fucking Instagram hype, you know, for just the sake of, the sake of likes feels good to have like a collective goal with your mates yeah produce something that you're gonna look back on like i've started dropping our old clips up and it's made me kind of like stoked like you know i'm so glad that we took the time to like put the clips together because it's not just the skin it's like oh fuck remember that day mark's car broke down and we had to fucking you know jump start it you know shit like that like yeah yeah it's it's good to have those longer edits because otherwise it just gets lost in the in the ether of Instagram. Yeah, and hopefully by well the end of this year there'll be a a new <laughs> Muggy Bird production of some sort. Class. Old Dirty Chunks been in touch, punk or rap in parts? Uh, um, both have its place, but I'm more of a rap fan, I think. I'm going to say both as well. Any sort of Bad Brains track is always fucking sick in a skate park. The energy is just goes so well with skateboarding, you know. You can listen to the most random, unexpected song in a skate park and it'd be pretty good. You know, fucking Boyzone or something like that. <laughs> we got Cheap underscore Reaper. Is now the right time to start building DIY spots like that found at Skate DIY? Yes. Well, yes. if you mean if you mean winter, I don't know, but just any time's good time to build DIY spots. If the if you see a spot that you think shit, that's the DIY, make it happen. Yeah, you know, like I, I yeah, check it out for longevity though, don't you? I mean, you don't yeah. want to build. I've, it's there've been a load of seeing a load of things on Instagram where people have made you know a DIY ledge or whatever, and then it's and gone it a week or two later. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely um, now is the right time. It's always the right time to build the yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Get, get the squad together, though, to chip in for that, because some shit can end up pricey. Vince Coyle has been in touch. Uh, what's up, Vince? Favourite skate video games? Ooh, I like this question. <laughs> I mean, they're all, I, they're, there hasn't been one that I've played that I haven't liked at the time. There's, you know, there are bad the, ones out there. What, like? Well, there's like... Well, I mean, if you're going way back... I started kind of. I got into a bad habit of oh, wait. buying up. What are you? How how far is way back? Oh, well, I'm not talking like Mega Drive or anything like California games, but like. Because there, 
I had one on the Amstrad back in the day called Rad. Whoa, I need to look <laughs> I remember, up. I don't remember anything about it. I remember like California Games had half pipe on the Mega Drive and it was just like weird. But um, no, there was like, so yes, yeah, it's, it's EA's Street Skater and Street Skater 2. They are like, they're kind of like arcade, like downhill skateboarding games almost. They're really <laughs> shit. Like they're so bad. Give it um, that like that salmon thing where you go, yeah, in the cones. Yeah, but there was um, I mean obviously the Tony Hawk series played a big part in everybody's yeah sort of skit lives. I fucking spent hours yeah. playing. I whenever the demo came out, yes, only, yeah, the demo I spent hours playing that. That one the demo, level. yeah, yeah, one level like, and two song, characters was it? Probably yeah, like yeah, it was probably Burn Quest and Tony Hawk. I think it was Burnquist and Muska. Yeah. Oh Good really? Times. Yeah, yeah. Right. I can't yeah. remember. I can't oh, there, remember. There was. I've got a load here, but um, my favorite. I mean, I probably played Skate Three the most in terms of ours. But yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite. Like, I thrash this one here, Thrasher, Thrasher Skate and Destroy on the PS One has like a big place in my heart because. That know? took so long to get used to after playing Tony Hawk. Yeah. I was like, I, but then eventually I did get used to it. Yeah, but because like the backside flips in this game look so good, and the big flips I, look amazing. Like they look, they could still like it looks like a big flip. Like it's yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, Thrasher's getting destroyed. I'm playing Skater XL at the minute. It's good. Um, Tony's Tony's been waiting for this question for the last year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm hyped. Like. Loads of the Tony, like Tony Hawk Three. It's probably maybe the best two or three or like. I can't remember. Like, it's been years since the the last time I played one was at the video night, but oh, before yeah. that it was years. I've I've skated three, which I play quite often. Yeah, it's 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 hard to be like, I'm. I think I've bought Skate Three like three times over the years. You know, where I just get it and then the Xbox would break. Was and it? It's the most game. recent of the skate games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and the, I think there's a new one cancelled for the future oh, oh really yeah, right, okay. four, like so Good. yeah for me yeah thrasher's getting destroyed tony hawk's probably two and three um and then i'll just say skater xl yes yeah, well I, I haven't played skater xl but i mean it was yeah, spent many hours with the tony hawk games yeah, thrasher yeah. and skate three yeah did you ever play um andy mcdonald's skateboarding no. <laughs> Fuck. It was a pretty wild one. It was like a oh. big big air mode. Poor Andy Mack. Oh, poor Andy Mack was always trying to follow Tony Hawk's heels, wasn't he? Like I know, I know. They're good mates though. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um there's another one. There was one that had like Ed Templeton in it. Shout out Neil Dornan. He he'll fucking he'll remind me. It was called like Grind Session or something, I don't know, but Oh yeah, there was. Grind these, Session, yeah, that sounds that know, rings a bell. These games are like they're cool because any skater that was licensed to them got a really good payday. Well, I don't know about really good, but you know they got a payday. So I bet, I bet they did. They're good things for the for the skate industry for sure. Um, right. Thanks, thanks, Vince. And sorry, Cheers, to, Vince. sorry to everybody from listening to me talk shite on computer games. <laughs> it's all good. We're all into it. <laughs> so we've got a uh, Daniel skates. Uh, what's the best county for skating, as in scenes and spots? We're always biased because all we know is friggin' Belfast area. 
I don't think they're the best, but definitely there's a higher percentage of skaters in the bigger cities, so there yeah, there's going to be more shit going on in them. But then you always get those little gems in the middle of nowhere, you know, like, I don't know, well, Calorgolan, of all places. The boys think it's hilarious the way I say Calorgolan. Calorgolan? Well, how are you supposed to say it? Calorgolan. Calorgolan? <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, so anyway, Calorgolan, uh... You know, you've got Port Rush. Port, I uh, know that it's not a county. Uh, County-wise, as a whole. I think he's talking like, you know, like Limerick, Cork. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I don't know. D- uh, Dublin. <laughs> it's the bigger of the cities, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably got to be Dublin. Yeah, we're saying Dublin, Dan. Cheers, Daniel. <laughs> Cheers. James, James Ferris, giving us a shout here. When's Hippie going to come out of his cave and film the lads at full length? Well, you did just mention. Yeah, I forgot that he wrote that because I'd already read it. Um, there's actually a a, pan- a worldwide pandemic going on right now, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to get out. So I'm kind of trapped in this cave. <laughs> cave life. <laughs> but, playing uh, playing uh, Thrasher's Getting Destroyed. That's it. <laughs> but uh, end of the summer, James, hopefully. End of summer to to f- you're going to, is that your deadline like towards the end of the year sometimes see how it goes I would let you know, yourself I would film like right up in the autumn because you kind of get like good you get good and then fucking of uh, stuff I'm, you know with a fair bit already the lads have all well they've been putting in a little bit of work here and there so that's we've got a some teaser stuff. right there guys yeah yeah <laughs> clip that up there you go yeah cool thanks James Maybe, yeah cheers Jimbo um, Andrew M8 underscore, where do you see yourself in five years? Maybe in a wheelchair. <laughs> Just the knees are gone. Yeah, yeah. done done in knees. I don't know. Hopefully, actually, hopefully I'll be sailing around the world in a yacht. Uh, Tony and I have big plans for the podcast this year, so <laughs> yeah. hopefully, you know, a couple of millionaires. Yeah, um, the Extreme Sports Channel have been in touch already. Getting a, getting a show. Um, five years. I don't know. Hopefully, still skating. Maybe doing. Maybe doing. Still doing this. Like doing it better. Doing it bigger. Yeah. Definitely still part. I would like to still be involved in the skate scene and sort of helping, helping thing make things happen. Yeah, because it's we're... fucking. It's more enjoyable than pretty much anything else in my life. Yeah, I mean we're lifers, aren't we? Yeah, I think we've been <laughs> in it this long. Like yeah, um five years what's that 2026 yeah drive it till the wheels fall off yeah man 2026 who knows hopefully another there'll be another wireless video out by then Jabers. another few Jabers. do you think your um do you think your vx's are gonna last for another five years no no nah but the there's a guy that'll fix them on the internet so we're yeah. good sweet shout out yeah. um dan Beatty got a vx recently VX yeah. 2000 did he get? Uh, 21. 21. Same as the one, the, my one yeah. that I usually use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, I was so hyped whenever I heard about that. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely good to see someone with a video camera and not yeah. just using their phone. Yep, yep. I know, it'd be cool to see like what them guys cook up. Alright, uh, last question here from Tom Graham 4. Um, Thomas Graham, I'm guessing? Yeah. Or, uh, anyway. Uh, how will Brexit affect the Irish skateboarding industry? Well, for a start, 
we can't get any boards <laughs> right now. But is that, that has... that's COVID, isn't it, really? Or yeah. Is that Brexit? Mm. No, that is COVID. You're right there. How will Brexit affect the Irish skateboarding industry? I get, I'm guessing the price of wood's going to go up, like. I think, yeah, well, Nisha would probably be a better person to talk to about it, like, maybe as a shop in Ireland. Like, I mean, it's so funny, like, here we are in Belfast making this podcast and, like, the effect on Brexit for us is going to be different than Nisha and, you know, Dublin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's Oh, weird. of course it is, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it's so fucked up. I actually did notice um, one of my, like, favourite shops, uh, Palomino Club, he put up a post recently about um customs charges so like because he would get like specialist books and videos so say you're in holland and you want to buy the new independent fucking scene video from boston say um uh, nick at palomino he's going to get that in now, if you want to buy it you're going to buy it and then also have to pay a customs charge now and um, so you might um you might think twice about buying that video uh, you know and that has a knock-on effect so like if nick can't sell those videos he might think twice about um buying the next video that's coming up and then that video you know then we're not going to get any of that shit because yeah. it's too much hassle so i don't know it's a scary thought i don't really know what the realities of it are yeah. but it'll, it'll, it'll probably be similar i don't know if you buy anything much stuff out of america but if you spend over a certain amount you get slapped with the customs charge and you always forget about it until you get that friggin letter through the door saying you can't get your parcel till you've paid it yeah exactly and and it's funny the way thomas has worded this he, he he's saying how will brexit affect the irish skateboarding industry and the the word industry is kind of the key word there because technically there isn't really a, an irish skateboard industry um but you know because there's no like there's no manufacturing here there's no you know products aren't getting made here as such you know and there isn't like a plethora of companies mm-hmm. um so what i'm saying there is because of that everything's coming in from elsewhere yeah you know what i mean and that that impact you know products yeah i think maybe we're gonna see maybe things increasing in price i don't know thanks to everybody sending some questions our last one here we've got a voice note that came in from the one and only John Welsh. Yeah, shout out to the Scons. They've recently released a new EP, Appetite for Distraction. So um, yeah, it's actually it's like eight tracks, even though it's an EP, but it's, it clocks in at about fifteen minutes. So get your ears around that. It's up on Spotify and all that's all that jazz. But yeah, here's a question from John. Get it? I think you were both around before Skate Stopper. So my question is, do you remember the first time you seen the Skate Stopper? Were you like, what the fuck is this? I think the first time I seen one was Customs House. And what do you reckon you'd be doing if you didn't skate? Maybe fucking train spotter or something, would you? Yeah. Thanks, John. I actually have no idea when I saw my first skate, skate stopper. So John said custom, and I think he's right. But also, when did Waterfront get, get knobbed? That was kind of after... Yeah, that was way late on. Like, you could, I mean, we, it was scalable for a good load of years. It was just security was the main problem. Yeah, it was. Um, I it don't must know. Have been the, that new spot ledge. I mean, the, there was definitely skate stoppers of some sort before that, but that was the, you know, the the 
the better ledges. Yeah. They got knobbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can think of in Belfast. I actually thought of another one. It wasn't really a skate stopper because like skate stoppers weren't really a thing until like, like they weren't a thing in the nineties. Nah, they definitely you weren't. You know, and like I remember growing up in like a church, like church hall car park. There was a really good ledge. Do you know, like the three up, three down ledge, and that you see guys skating in America, in yeah, California, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but smaller. Um, St John's right. Church in South Belfast. Um, Rosetta direction, right? So, it wasn't a skate stopper, but they got so pissed off at the skaters being there all the time and waxing the ledge that like people were using, you know, like the, to get into the building, that they yeah. threw gravel all over the car park so that the skaters just couldn't use it. So that was like probably I realized I was like that was probably the first skate stopper. No, I hope, like I just thought of something similar to that because it's not a skate stopper that we know, but it did. St- it was yeah. done to stop skateboarders. There's there's a spot at the back of the police station on the Lisburn Road in Belfast, which had a hip. The bank. Yeah, yeah, the bank, but <clears throat> it used to be all all uh, paved. Yeah. But yeah. then they took some of the paving slabs out and filled them with stones. Ah uh, shit! Right. So that was like another one, kind of like you yeah. you were saying there. Um, a measure to stop skateboarding, but not necessarily yeah. a skate stopper. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's interesting, like, but now there's like products on the shelves that like councils can just go and buy. And I would, all yeah. thought up by a skateboarder. Yeah, Jesus, dreadful thought. What a traitor. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. What a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, John's other question there what would you be doing if you weren't a skater or if you I'd didn't skate I'd be like a Star Wars collecting nerd or something like that <laughs> yeah what like I don't know fucking computer game nerd or freak goodness knows I reckon I probably would have kept playing basketball Oh shit, you'd be in the NBA by now or something? Nah man, I'm like four foot, what are you talking about? (laughs) 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 Yeah, maybe he's still playing basketball. Maybe I might have actually gone into music or something, I don't know. We did, um, we played a bit of basketball as kids, but nothing serious, we had a hoop at the house. So much fun, love it. Me either, fuck. God, it makes you realise how much emphasis you're going to put on skateboarding. I know, well, I mean, when you're... Skateboarding's one of the things, it's like, it's all-encompassing, so it's like, because it's like a culture, it crosses over into like, you know, with you, like, filming and all that, all that brings, you know, like, with knowing about cameras and editing equipment and fucking microphones, I don't know, all the rest, but, and then with me, with like, you know, the graphics side of things, or making artwork and, and products and... Yeah, all the rest. So you kind of, yeah, you get caught up in all of it, don't you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been that long, long that we've been skating now that I can't really remember the time before that. You just like just finding it. You just re- and then you realize it's a whole fucking world. You're like, oh shit, it's on. Yeah, you can't really. Uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine not not doing it. I'd be probably, I'd probably be really boring. Thanks, thanks, John. Cheers, John Boy. As always, it's always good to have a wee, de- a wee uh, voice note in there. Yeah, if you're a scunt, you're drunk. Or is it, if you're drunk, you're a scunt? Fuck, fucked it up. Show and a half there. Good one to start the year. A bit of everything. Buzzing with the, the new Doors segment and having all the 
folk chatting on here. Yeah, all the sort of feedback from all sorts of people from all across the scene. Yeah, I hope um, I hope it is a good year for everybody. Um, yeah, and I hope this finds you safe and well, and you're managing to get a skate. And yeah, spring's around the corner, guys. So it's all to play for. Keep her lit, and um, we'll catch you next month. Um, as always, if you want to get in touch, if you want to send us a DM or voice note or an email, any of that, we are useless wooden noise on uh, Instagram and uselesswoodennoise at gmail.com. Oh yeah, and we're on Skype now too. We set up a Skype account like a wee while, like a week or two ago. Whenever we record this show, we do. It usually takes us like an hour before we actually start talking. So we're trying to like go right. What happened? Let's figure through this all this shit so we're kind of sitting here talking anyway so we were thinking why don't we just open like have an open call and like anybody can drop in and say hi and um yeah so if you want to just give us a shout on skype sometime we're going to maybe try and do that from and you can come on and plug your shit you know what i mean yeah yeah well we'll give it a, a test go next episode and see if anything comes of it yeah i'm down for it all right guys yeah, yeah you could yeah take care and um Catch you next next time. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Useless wooden noise.